Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. This is one of these episodes where I feel like we've recorded it several times because we've done a couple of versions of these, but I'm pretty sure only one has ever aired due to the pandemic. Um, so, uh, well, that's going to be Talk Tennis, the lost tapes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'm 90 percent sure that we had like filmed, filmed, recorded this epic conversation two years ago, and it never saw the light of day because BMP got canceled. And then we followed it up with a virtual demo court chat. So today we're going to do a real life demo court chat for BMP. Welcome to Talk Tennis. Today joining me, Andrew is joining us from Atlanta, but he will see his face in Indian Wells. I was going to say Palm Desert, but as an OG desert rat, I have to specifically call out the city. And then Mark Boone and Troy, Laura, thanks for joining in slow. Thanks for having us. Okay, you guys. So it's that time of the year. Well, it's not that time of the year, but it is that time of the year this year. (laughs) Everything feels a little weird, but like we're happy that BMP is coming to fruition and it's like October 2021 and we still have more tennis for the rest of the year. So we are going to record an episode preparing our listeners with like, I want them to take notes and write down what they want to demo on the demo court. So that's where we're going to start. Probably, probably the most common one. I mentioned this in a previous demo court podcast. You guys got the Roger racket. I want the RF. <laughs> Nothing but the RF. Now, we'll see if that's still the case without Roger going to be in there this year. You know, a little sad, but okay. I'm sure there's still going to be a lot of people that are just like, no, I want to try the Roger. Full bit of poly. <laughs> I want the Roger. Full bit of poly. No matter what playing style or what playing style or what playing level. Give me the Roger. <laughs> Well, and actually, I'm going to back up a little bit before we get on the demo court. Andrew, have you been to the BMP Paribas Open before? I have not. So this will be my first time going out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Super what excited. A treat. Yeah, yeah. And chances are, if you've ever called in and spoken with like the racket specialist line, you've probably talked to good old Mark Boone uh, and you've probably talked to me too. So hopefully I'll be able to bring some insight into uh, what you should demo out there. Cool. So I think, yeah, everyone's going to be in for a treat. It's always fun when everyone in the company gets to connect and geek out about tennis. Um, Let's talk about some of the newest rackets that have launched that you think might be worth people playtesting on the demo court. Is there one in particular that comes to mind for you? I mean, we just recently launched Yonex V-Core Pros, Wilson Blades, I will say one of my favorites has definitely been the uh, the V core, the new V core, um, widening up a little bit at ten and two. It definitely helps out with that sweet spot, getting it a little bit larger up at the uh, you know upper portion of the head size there. Um, the thing with it, I guess, for anybody is that it is stiffer. Um, so if you like a stiffer feel, that racket is super sweet. And even though it's you know a ninety eight. Uh, it still has that extra forgiving head size. So that's been one of my favorites that I've been hit with. And like V-Core's, tons of spin, tons of spin. That's uh, the V-Core 98. Is that your current racket of choice, Andrew? Yeah, that's my top one right now. Nice. Now, I mean, I can't really say I have a racket of choice doing what I do. It's, it's so hard. <laughs> I change them like every week. 
but if I were to label one, that'd probably be as close as it gets. Yeah. Booney, what about you? What are your, what are the bright spots of the new launches that you think are definitely demoable rackets right now? Well, I guess we have to go all the way back to March 4th when they canceled the tournament. There's been a lot of <laughs> racket releases since then. So uh, Troy and I, I'm sure everyone else is looking forward to get down there on the third. Uh, this would be a pretty magical time. In terms of rackets to try, um, Andrew already started off on the Yonex topic. Let's just go right down the line with the V-Core Pros. Um, everyone here has really enjoyed the update. Like I said, a little millimeter, half millimeter, a beam stack on there really helps firm it up. Uh, like Andrew said, I wouldn't call it modern stiff, but it gives it a little put away power that maybe some Yonex frame players were lamenting about. Uh, so overall, the, the 300, the, the 310, the D, which is the one that I'm switching to uh, that was formerly called the HD and the Walrinka 330. Those are all awesome rackets. They're all going to be available out there on uh on hooks and uh, hopefully several in each grip size. I'm sure those will be pretty popular and uh, I can lean over to Troy or Andrew. There's a couple other good frame releases. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be curious about. Troy, what, what say you? Well, Hey, since we're on Yonex, you know, these aren't new, but I'm an E-Zone user. So let's just finish the whole family. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, but I will say, I know the brand new V-Core pros are great. Mark just mentioned um, the actual V-Cores, the red with the blue accent, uh, the 98, like Andrew uses, I know Mark's really fond of that racket, the 98. I really like the 98 plus. And then also with those V cores, the 100, one thing that's really nice is they drop the stiffness down with this update, like to about a 66. So not overly stiff anymore. I think that V core line, I think in the, in the past couple generations, kind of like the E zone was kind of like the clear cut favorite with most Yonex players for the most part. And I think the V core is actually catching up and probably the most improved line, I think, from from Yonex, maybe next to uh, what Booney said with the V-Core Pro. That's pretty sweet, too. But Yonex is making some great stuff. But um, for me, really, really big fan of the Blade Rackets over the years. The new V8s are just great filling rackets. They somehow worked their magic and were able to keep the racket flex really low. So like the blade 98, 1820, for example, which has been one of my favorites. It's got like what a close to 60 stiffness as far as the, the flex in the throat, but we're really able to stabilize the racket and kind of give it a little more um, stability on off center hits up, up in the hoop and uh, maybe just give it that feeling of a little more torsional stability, a little higher twist weight. So Blades are really, really nice and definitely one of the newer releases that I'd have to mention. Nice. Yeah. I was going to say, we can just go through maybe each brand and kind of like some call outs to some of the ones that you think are definitely worth a demo that people probably haven't tried. Or even Andrew, I know you've, you've been on the side of the racket specialist. So I'm sure you've gotten a lot of calls where people are like, Oh, I really want to demo this racket, but it's been out of stock because everyone's demoing it. <laughs> so, um, this is such a good opportunity where you don't have to wait a couple of weeks for your turn to come. Um, you can just kind of grab and go. So what about Babylots, Andrew, what are your, some of your standout rackets to try from the Babylot brand? Well, if you haven't tried, and I'm sure everybody's tried the Pure Drive by now, but uh, the latest Pure Drive, adding in a little bit of that kind of gel material in the throat. Um, and it, well, it was in the previous generation, but they made it, I believe it's like two millimeters longer. Um, but it definitely helps with the feel, making it a little bit more forgiving on the arm. Uh, but if you're a Pure Drive lover um, or somebody who just wants that easy, free power, uh, it is a little bit more forgiving on the arm. It's I still would not call it a comfortable racket. 
but the new pure jive is, is super solid. And they also made that a little bit, I, I want to say they made it twist less. Uh, so it's a little bit more stable mm-hmm. um, as you're, it, and it's, I mean, how are you going to get more stable than a pure drive already? Um, but it's a super solid choice. Uh, that's probably my favorite. I mean, I love the arrows too, and the strikes mm-hmm. are great. Uh, but that one really stood out as just being a, a nice step up. And, and I like seeing Bablot try to make steps to slightly improve that comfort uh, for most players out there. Team leftovers over there. <laughs> I've got some to add in there. Uh, you, you did mention, you know, you can grab and go. And uh, during the summertime, obviously the demo program is super popular. It's hard to grab and go, but on the demo court, it literally is there for you. So I get into a lot of uh, communications with players about, should I try an extended length frame? You know, and I'm like, Hey, we'll try the pure drive and the pure drive plus see what kind of a difference an extra half inch of just handle length will make, which is pretty substantial in my book. Uh, But this way you can really come out and you can grab that pure drive and then grab the plus the pure Mm -hmm. arrow and the pure O plus. So if you're considering, you know, these extended length frames that a lot of us here enjoy so much, that is a great way to literally just juxtapose them side by side, see the differences, develop a preference one way or the other. So they'll all be out there for us. Yeah. And Troy, maybe you can talk about the two VS models, the pure aero VS and the pure drive VS, because we get a lot of questions about those two. So what can someone expect from that? Yeah, I was just about the, the pure aero VS was already on my mind. That was one of them, but I was just going to say that, you know, typically speaking, Babolat isn't necessarily known for their like ultimate feel rackets or comfort rackets, so to speak. They're usually pretty stiff and thicker beam, but the pure arrow VS is definitely one of our favorites and probably one my close to my favorite of all the Babolat rackets currently on the market. But uh, yeah, the VS just uh, notes that uh, it's a more control, slightly more feel oriented version of the pure arrow. So instead of the 100 head size, it's a 98 and a little bit thinner beam. So really nice racket there. If you paid attention at all to the, uh, the U S open that just recently happened, we had the young guns out there ripping the ball with that racket. Uh, one one of them was Alcaraz, Carlos Alcaraz, and the other uh, up-and-coming guy, Holger Rune. Um, both of them used that racket. And then Felix uses an older version of it. But Aero VS, great racket. Same thing with the Pure Drive. It's basically just a slightly more toned-down version of the Pure Drive as far as power goes, but a little bit uh, increase in slightly feel slightly more flexible, even though it's still a really stiff racket. And um, that 98 head size gives you a ton of precision. So that's kind of the rundown on the VS is definitely worth a try. If you're looking for a little more precision out of the Babolat. And then probably my other favorite um, Babolat racket is the Dominic team. It's probably one of the most uh, control and feel out of all the Babolats. It's the strike 1820. So definitely more of a plush filling racket, really solid, really beefy swing weight, lots of plow throughs. So kind of your more traditional spec and feel of all the Babolats that they currently have. Sweet. I want to say too, going to the strikes, uh, like the anytime you look at juniors, you see two things. You see pure drives, pure, pure uh, arrows, excuse me. Um, but the strike 100, I've been seeing that a lot more uh, within the juniors kind of rising up. So that one definitely seems to be gaining some traction. I haven't really hit with the 100 myself, uh, but I've seen a lot of players, especially juniors, hit with that one recently. Yeah, and definitely brings a little bit more of that control vibe rather than pure power, pure spin. So for sure. Um, let's talk about the head rackets. And I, I mean, we're recording this a couple of weeks before you guys are heading out there, but I'm hoping, I don't know if you'll have a certain new racket from head to 
demo, but they've got a ton of rackets. So um, if anyone on this chat does know, please bring that up. But if not, we're just going to pretend I didn't say that. <laughs> and are there any standout rackets that you would recommend trying in the head range? Andrew, you can jump yeah. on in. I love the gravity right now. Uh, nice. Low flex, low flex, nice beam thickness. It's not, I mean, it's fairly thin. I think it's 20, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it just, it has a lot of forgiveness. And I don't know why, but recently I've been really liking those rounder head sizes, probably just because I can't hit it in the middle all the time. So they tend to be super forgiving. Um, but I don't know. It's just something about the gravity. It feels good. It's got good control. I know it's a 100 head size, 1820. I'm hitting with the pro. Okay. Uh, so I, I've been loving that one. And I would say, you know, for people who maybe are hitting with drives and they're, they're causing a little bit of arm problems, like check out the gravity MP too. Like the gravity MP is another really solid option for good power and plus a little bit extra comfort in there with that lower flex and slightly thinner beam as well. Nice. Booney, I don't think head has yet to make us an extended racket, but <laughs> well, I, I guess the PWRs. So. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the GIS. <laughs> or something like that. But what's your favorite in the headline that you would recommend Wow, giving a go which head rackets to try uh, i would almost say all of them uh i really gravitate towards all the prestiges the pro the mid the tour uh all of those rackets i really like a whole lot the feel of the speeds uh the speed pro is probably one of my top three frames as far as just overall versatility fun to swing comfortable from any part of the court so yeah any of the speeds uh, any of the radicals adding the five grams on to the 295 mp making it 300 and then now the radical pro is again a 315. i thought that was a great way to go just lots more of a solid stable feel um great plow through overall just fantastic racket so i i wouldn't be able to say there's a head racket that you shouldn't try and obviously if you're looking for the extended length yeah you got to go with the speed pwr the instinct pwr but <laughs> I'm the old guy, so we can talk about these rackets as well. They'll they'll be on the hooks out there on the demo court too. Well, and I was going to say before, Troy, I want your opinion too, but um, we get this question a lot. Um, the Extreme Tour was not initially available in the United States. I think that's the one. I know the Gravity Tour was one of them that started off Europe only and then came over. Was it the same? Oh, maybe it's the Gravity Tour. I know that one for sure. Yeah. There's a couple that like everyone's always like, oh my gosh, where's the TETA video test or uh, review? And we didn't get a chance to test it because it didn't come here first. So this is your opportunity to test it and check it out on your own. But yeah, for sure. With the gravity, with the gravity, that was the the gravity, gravity tour. Yes. 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 Um, Someone gives some love to the extreme. I mean, Berrettini loves it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The extremes are great frames. And um, the radicals. Yeah, Mark, Mark mentioned some of the radicals. I know I, I've enjoyed the update to the Radical Pro. As far as the Radical MP, really versatile frame. Um, the 98 head gives it that precision, but it's uh, pretty, pretty forgiving as well. I know that's probably one of Chris Edwards' top three right now is the, the newest Radical MP. Um, but for me, when I think ahead lately, I just think of the speed. I think about all the, the pro players on tour, some of the young guns from like Coco Goff to, you know, even older vets like Sam Stoser. I mean, it's just a, a really, really well-balanced, versatile frame. I think 
this last update of the of the speed and it was a little while ago really was a home run for head i think the mp and the pro i recommend those rackets i don't personally play with them but I recommend those to a ton of customers. I think that's definitely a must grab from the demo court. I love the gravities, especially players that love the soft rackets like Andrew mentioned, but the speeds are great because they're just a little bit stiffer than the gravities, but they're not like as powerful and, you know, lively as the extreme or whatnot. So um, yeah, great frames. And then if you are a, a big power spin player, the, the extreme MP, uh, is great. It's um, maybe a little bit softer, more comfortable feeling than a racket like the Pure Arrow. So I think if you're you've been using like an Arrow or maybe some of the older Yonex V cores and want something a little bit more comfortable feeling, the Extreme is a great way to go. Um, one racket that we we really never really talk about, um, and I think it's kind of a sleeper racket, uh, is the Instinct MP, the old uh, Sharapova racket because. It's a great, it's a great he, price point. He always know? has to bring Sharapova into the class. Hey, Sharapova <laughs> and Sharapova and Burditch, you know, the old, uh, the old instinct MP, but that one kind of flies under the radar. Um, and I think it's a great option cause it's a pretty good price point. It's around, I think around the run 50 mark, a little bit cheaper. Um, but it, to me, it's a kind of like a softer version of a pure drive. It's a more flexible version. It's around like the 65 stiffness. So pretty comfortable racket and easy power, really easy to use. I think it's a great racket for that, you know, club player just looking for something easy to swing. Or as Boone and I know, a transitional or a junior player, you know, working, um, she's, you know, we know, uh, we know of this person. <laughs> yeah, know. she plays very well with those things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so I apologize uh, on the uh, extreme tour. That's one that slips under the radar. I think it's a fantastic frame. So if you're looking for a blade 98 or the strike, it's a you know 305 98 and it's got a nice tight 1619. It's got a really low launch angle on it. And uh, yeah, I apologize to Head for forgetting about that one. That's one of my favorite <laughs> frames out of their whole lineup by far. I gotta say, it's like that it, the new night version, that night cosmetic. Oh, that's that's like one of my favorite cosmetics of the year. I mean, it looks so sleek. It's really nice. Yeah, and it's obvious. Like a lot of rackets have launched, not only just in this year, but in the last two years. So. Um, another brand that has launched several rackets and we constantly, I kind of get challenged almost like, Oh, uh, they're just saying that the, is it really that good? But here's your opportunity to try it out. Prince Prince has launched a bunch of cool new rackets and they all kind of have something specific that they can do. I know a few of us were on the play test, Andrew, which Prince Prince rackets stand out right now to you that are worth demoing. Oh. Man, that's tough. That's really tough. All right. I think one, and I've got a couple, uh, I think the ripstick is underrated. It's a really solid racket. And I know a lot of people will be turned off with the O3 ports. Um, but that one's really worth a shot. If you're, you know, more of a power racket hitter, it, it feels great, really good spin, good power, easy power, and it's comfortable as well. Um, I also have, I mean, the phantoms, if you haven't hit with a Phantom, that's something you definitely need to try as well. Yeah, um, you're looking at incredible flex, uh, very easy, uh, very easy feel, very easy control. Uh, but one thing as well is you think it's going to be super, super controlled, um, but something about that texturing and that makeup adds a little bit of power to it. And I think it has to do with a lot of those 16 by 18 patterns in those rackets. But you have so many options too. I mean, you got 93, 97, 100, O ports. Dono ports. So that's another good option as well. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Booney? Any ones that really are at the top of your list uh, or worth trying? 
Got to talk about those 98 305s, like the 1818 pattern on the Synergy 98. Just the sound of that racket with the tapered beam it has a nice pop to it. Actually makes it sound like I really hit the ball with some force. <laughs> we all know that I don't really hit it with that much force, but it's got a great sound, great feel to it. Um, and again, you know, there's so many frames on the menu, like Andrew mentioned. It's almost like you don't really need to customize a frame. You could choose a different frame from Prince and probably get dialed into a spec that, you know, that's the one you're really looking for. Um, if they're hanging up out there i'm gonna say don't go your whole life without swinging a 28 inch long racket if you see that phantom 100 glb out there grab that thing uh you'd be surprised and then uh i'm not sure if andrew if you mentioned this or not but the 107 g when we did the review on that i kind of i chuckled i'm like oh here we go again back to the oversized frames but then once i started playing with it um i was like wow this racket really makes tennis easy to play and it's supposed to be fun it was a very fun racket to play with very comfortable um and i know a player or two that actually you know took that racket as a competitive player and beefed it up he plays with that you know competitively so a lot of good frames from uh prince the vortex as well uh that almost reminds me of some old vocal rackets with the v engine throat piece in it mm -hmm. but uh overall just some great feeling great playing frames whether you're a multi or a monofilament preference are going to work great in these old school frames troy what about you you know, I'm going to twist things up right I was now. Gonna, yeah. I'm waiting for it. Yeah. yeah. So for, for, for more newer releases, and I know for sure Jason, the forehand Wong will back <laughs> me on this, but because that's his racket of choice, but uh, the twist power rackets from Prince. Now we've talked about them before on podcasts, even had their own episode and you look at the twisted throat and people automatically, at least I did for the first time. I was like, Oh, what the heck is that? That's gotta be a gimmick, you know? Yeah. But if you just get past the look of the twisted throat, and I think it looks pretty cool. I mean, it, especially the cosmetic of the racket being all black with the shiny silver. It's just a really sweet looking racket, really sleek, um, kind of like not far from the, the night version of the extreme that Andrew was talking about. But um, really just really good playing rackets. To me, they give you that sort of aerodynamic throat and, um, you know, they definitely feel more stable than their weight would indicate. And so maybe that does have something to do with the twisted throat, but they have that sort of arrow kind of modern rounded shaped kind of throat. And then they have more of that traditional boxy kind of feel to the hoop. So it kind of gives you that blend of that, that uh, kind of classic feel feedback from the hoop. And then that kind of firmer modern twisted throat. So really nice plan rackets. My favorite of the bunch is the 97, uh, 97 tour. Just a really easy to swing racket, super headlight feel, very plush for how stiff it is. So it's just a really nice racket and also one that is easy to customize. I'd definitely add a little swing weight to it. So definitely should try the twist rackets if you haven't. And then another one that I would mention that's been on the market for a long time, another uh, one of our playtesters rackets of choice, Tiffany's racket, the uh, TechStream Tour 100P. I think that one really flies under the radar for Prince rackets. It was once the racket of choice for uh, pro player Luca Pui. And uh, it's just a great racket. It gives you easy power, kind of like the more modern type of rackets, but not too stiff. And that 1820 pattern really dials in the control for that 100 head size. So that's a really versatile frame. Nice. There's so many packets. <laughs> I feel like it's, we're just going to have kids in the candy store. <laughs> like so many options. Um, let's move on to Technofiber, who has also recently launched something brand new with the TFX one rackets. Those are like super explosive and fast. So, um, 
they've kind of like tightened up their, you know, what they're offering and they have their four families. What are your favorites that you guys would recommend? Andrew, you can lead us off. Yeah. TFX ones are nice. Uh, definitely worth checking out if you, and you know, pure drive hater want, want that power. The TFX one is a really good option. Uh, again, it has kind of that rounded head size that I enjoy. So it's very forgiving sweet spot has the X damp, uh, within the handle. So it's going to provide a little bit of forgiveness there as well, absorbing some shock. Um, but my favorite out of the bunch is probably going to be the T fight 315. Uh, I, I use that with some ice code and I took it out and I was just really surprised by the amount of spin and control I was still getting on the ball. Nice 98 head size, very head light, pretty quick racket. Um, one thing that's kind of unique are going to be the T fight 305s. Uh, obviously our Medvedev champ, uh, racket of choice. Yeah. You got a 305 with the weight, but something that's pretty unique is that 1819. Uh, string pattern. So you're going to get a little bit of balance between control um, and power as well. Uh, but I think the biggest thing on that, that a lot of people may not realize is you see most 305 rackets there, you know, usually like maybe seven to five or seven to six headlight. Uh, but this one is actually a little bit beefier uh, when it's strong, it's down to two points headlight. So it's definitely going to be a pretty beefy racket, even at that 305. Uh, so pretty stable. Uh, and that's a really good option. If you want to try something a little unique from the, uh, Technifiber line. What about you guys on slow? What do you think on the Technifiber front? Oh, I'm going T5 RS 305. Really nice. enjoyed the XTC version of it. Really enjoyed the current RS. And I agree with the 1819 pattern. I like the launch angle and the tight rotation you get on the ball. Backhand slice pretty easily stays low over the net. Um, I love the TF 40 line as well, but I want that easy little extra source of energy return, um, that the T fight gives you, but yeah, all of them are just, they make some fantastic frames. And, uh, I agree, uh, with the close to balance, the 305 kind of reminds me of the blade where Troy kind of taught me this is, you know, adding weight to the handle side of the balance point is going to increase maneuverability without diminishing swing weight. Wow. took me a while to figure that one out, but that's probably what I would do to those frames just to make them a little more maneuverable. Nice. And Troy, I think we're sharing a brain during this episode. So let's hear what you're going to say, because I think it's what I would say. <laughs> oh, are you going to go with uh, the Vlogman's racket, Chris Edwards? No, yeah. no, never mind. We're not sharing a brain. Oh, <laughs> I, you know what? I actually completely forgot about that racket. So you said that right now. But um, yeah, that one actually slipped my mind and probably slips a little bit under the radar too, as far as like the spec goes. But mm -hmm. yeah, so if we're talking about the Ega racket, yeah. that one, uh, that's a pretty sweet racket. <laughs> and surprisingly, the weight of it, 298, is much lower than what I would usually favor. Um, but something about the way it's designed, I mean, it, it's got a pretty, pretty good feel and stability to it. So the feel wise, and I know Tiff and some of the other testers on the review, uh, talked about it, but it definitely doesn't quite feel as stiff as the number would indicate. So it mm -hmm. says it's a 71 on the RDC machine, you know, and always plus or minus a couple points on that. But yeah, it doesn't feel that stiff. To me, it feels like a mid 60, maybe slightly higher than a mid 60, but it's a really good feeling racket. It feels stable for its weight. I think it has a, a decent swing weight to it in the 320 ish, upper 320 ish, maybe, or is it like around 320? Uh, it might be around 320. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. I want to say it's 316, but <laughs> maybe I had one that was a little customized that was close yeah. to 330. But anyways, that's just a really fun racket. It kind of is in the so similar realm to me as the one of the rackets we talked about earlier, the Pure Aero VS, because it's mm. got that pretty good pop, really easy spin. 
doesn't feel crazily stiff. It's it's a firm filling racket, but not overly stiff at all. So that's a really nice one. But for you more traditionalists out there and more classic filling rackets, uh, fan of those, the TF40 definitely gives you that. Um, I think it's a great feel because it's it's got some of that kind of classic soft smooth silky kind of response and feel but it does give you a little bit of pop it's not like overly flexible and not like too dead as far as the power level goes i think that racket would definitely be one that i could switch to if one of two things either it came in an extended length or a more open string pattern so if technofiber ever did one of those two things i think that would be a a home run for the tf40 line Okay. We're working our way through the list. We got to go back to Wilson. Yes. RF 97 is probably the most people like our people always want to know, does it really play as hefty as it is? So probably your most tried racket out there, but what else do you guys suggest checking out from Wilson? We kind of already went over the blades, um, but there's a bunch of other rackets in their line. Sure, you all have heard about them a million times by now, but yeah, definitely the Blade B8 is is a heavy one to try. I won't go too far into it because I'm sure everybody's seen the videos and, and taking a look. But I mean, I've I played a lot with the V7. It's an awesome racket, and the V8 to me is just even more solid. So definitely have to check out. And you got so many options. You got so many options with the Blade. So it's it's highly recommended to check that out. Um, if you haven't played with a Clash, check out a Clash. Uh, a lot of different options there. Super unique racket. If you're kind of wanting to try something very different, uh, you could even go with something as crazy as like a Clash 100S, uh, which what, 18 by 16 string pattern. So you're going to get insane spin. Um, I know with you guys, I didn't, I wasn't on that play test, but I know a lot of you all had uh, kind of that higher launch angle that worked sometimes, didn't necessarily work all the time. Um, but yeah, trying something unique. Try out the clashes, try out the blades. Those are probably my top two. I mean, I would also say the RF-97, but, uh, you know, I'm sure that one's been tried by pretty much everybody by now. Uh, but yeah, those are my top two. I guess I could, uh, Troy and I could give a shout out to the 6-1-100. I was kind of waiting in the pro staff line for a racket that would bridge the gap between a 285-97L and the 315-97. I felt that there was another racket in between there. And I, I feel like they kind of hit a home run with that 305. It's a 100 square inch hoop. Um, when we were testing the Clash 100S, you know, it's got the 100 hoop. I was kind of stacking one racket up on top of the other. And to me, the 61100 uh, kind of got more of that oval egg shape a little. It almost, to me, played and looked like more of a 98, but, you know, sticking the ball on the sweet spot, it felt more like a 100. So I thought they did a great job with that racket. I'm not saying they're going to come out with one between 315 and 340, but the RF, I already know what that's about. And you guys know how I feel about that racket. I love it. I admire anyone who can swing it more than 45 minutes at a stretch, uh, but that's not me. So yeah, that 61100, uh, I think is definitely going to be a pretty popular racket overall. That would be something I'd be looking to test out there as well. That, I, I think we all really like that 61100. I'm mention one last thing. Yeah. Blade 104, one of the most versatile rackets. Obviously, Troy and I like our extended lengths. I think a lot of people are going to give up on that because it's a little light, but with the head size, helps stabilize the length. Uh, I kind of chuckled a little bit during that play test. It just is another racket like that Phantom 107G. It just makes tennis pretty easy to play overall fun racket. Yeah, I saw Mark when he play tested that. He, he was honing his inner Venus Williams when he was... <laughs> Ripping with that 104, you know, you might have been even rocking some 11 apparel. (laughs) I have an 11 polo and it's pretty cool. (laughs) Troy, what are your picks from the Wilson line? I would say, like I mentioned in the beginning, in the past 
probably four or five years. It does not matter what Wilson racket we have out there as long as we have the RF 97. <laughs> so like anyone that takes the RF 97, I feel like you should also give them the pro staff six, one, 100 and be like, okay, after five falls, use this. <laughs> nope. Nope. They just want RF 97 full bed of 4g. Yeah, we have some fun RF ninety seven demo. Course no, but oh, there it's been pretty <laughs> fun. It's pretty funny. There's there's a lot of people that are like waiting in line, especially like the year that he had his resurgence when he won everything in like was it twenty seventeen? Yeah, when he was just on a on a roll for the first half of the year, and everybody was watching him, and then they come from the the practice courts and watching him like hit a hundred beautiful one handed backhands, and they're just like. You guys have the RF. You have the RF. You have the RF. like so many people were using it. We had to like re overgrip it like every half hour and like restring it like three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got like twelve year old kids wanting to use it, and it's like heavier than their arm. But anyway, it's just, it's just funny. All the years I've worked there, it's like but Mark knows. Mark knows. Even even the customers that asked to use Michelle's version. <laughs> And, oh, yeah. and and scuffed it up a little bit. <laughs> your swing weight went down after letting people borrow your RFs. I think I think it actually went down a little bit. <laughs> no, but it's just it's just very popular. I mean, nothing. Not too many players in the history of sports can sell product like Roger. I mean, yeah. and when you watch him, it's hard not to. You know, you watch that guy hit the ball. It's the thing of beauty. But uh, the Pro Staff ninety seven RF ninety seven are definitely some of the most popular. But uh, going on to some of their other rackets, um, definitely, like Andrew mentioned, and we talked about the blades, definitely got to hit those. Um, I really recommend the Clash a lot because there's a lot of players out there who just have been using Babolat, Pure Drive, Pure Arrow, and just like stiffer rackets over the years. And they want that modern, lively feel, but they want the comfort, and that's perfect for the Clash. So the Clash just does a really great job addressing that that intermediate level player club player even to really advanced players that want to customize that really want a unique feeling and nice pop sound coming off that racket because of the way it pockets the ball um but yeah those are great frames and then also if you're looking for something you know kind of a little more budget friendly and you want a very similar type of response to like a pure driver a pure arrow the one racket that kind of is lesser talked about is the wilson burn the burn 100 is pretty popular especially on the demo court people try it and they're just like, man, this thing feels great. I love the stiffness. I love the easy power and the high swing weight and spin potential. So the burns are a good ones to try if you want just that epitome of like a modern stiff racket. Good. Awesome. We have a couple more brands, not as popular. They don't come to mind right away, but they still make really great rackets. The first one I'd like to talk about is Dunlop. Um, also, I know you guys are awesome on the demo court, but being on the demo court is such a cool opportunity to try something that you've never tried. So maybe you've always loved the pure drive or you've always loved the Wilson ultra. I think Dunlop has something that they can offer as well. And something that we've talked about in episodes before is kind of follow the colors of rackets and you might find something similar in, um, another brand in a similar color. Um, so Dunlop, let's talk about Dunlops. Obviously I just always think that they did a really good job on that FX line of rackets. I don't know about you guys, Andrew, what do you think about Dunlop? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Uh, I would recommend trying them all. Uh, you got the SX 300, which is going to be your spin, like an arrow. Uh, it's really unique. Uh, 12 o'clock, they got the grommet system, which is some grommets are more open vertical and some are horizontal and they're offset. So it's kind of weird. Um, but that's definitely worth one to, uh, to check out if you're uh, using a lot of spin. 
CX200s are great if you like kind of more of that control and you got a lot of options there as well. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to surprise you all with this one. Uh, this may not be on the demo court, but I went out with the Dunlop LX1000, right? All right. So we got 115 inches on that head size, 27 and a half length. And I don't know if you guys have ever played the game Dingles, um, but we went out. We played some Dingles with that thing. I won every single time. He asked us if we've ever played Dingles. Yeah. Yeah. That's a funny question, right? Sorry. But I won every single round of Dingles with the LX1000. And I don't know if I should share that or not. Um <laughs> Maybe I need to switch, uh, but no, seriously, it's a good option. Hey, there, there's a there's a common story with that uh, with the oversize. We'll talk about in a minute, but that that seems to be a common trend with those game improvements and dingles. <laughs> right, right. Maybe I know we won't uh, let you switch to that racket. <laughs> please don't. Uh, but no, seriously, it's uh, if you're more of a beginner, uh, somebody who needs an easier playing racket, the LX1000 is a it's a solid racket. Uh, it played it played great. Uh, but no, like if I were to pick one to try, I would say the SX300 is really unique with that spin grommet system. So that would be the one I would say, give that one a shot. Nice. I also feel like you can catch the play testers having like late night dingles um, sessions at the MP. <laughs> Mark, what about you? I know like also shout out to the dampening system from Dunlop. I actually really like um, it's what is it? The boot up. Uh, Infinergy, Sonic Core. Infinergy, thank you. Uh, Sonic Core, thank you. You're segueing it perfect for me. Uh, Dunlop Rackets, you know, I know manufacturers really want us all to be able to focus and detect all their technologies. I can't honestly say that I feel them all. This is one that I definitely detect. So they've got their Infinergy material up in the 10 and 2 spots. Uh, theoretically, you know, if you plant the ball far away from your hand at the tip, that should be a source of power, more leverage, but most rackets kind of die at the tip. They've really figured out a way to help stabilize that. Not only does it help uh, give you a better shot result. I noticed the sound of it at the tip. It doesn't give you that fuzzy sound. Uh, gives you a really solid uh, response off the tip of the racket. Troy and I have talked about this before. SX300 Tour. We're like if a Pro Staff 97 got together with the Pure Arrow Tour and had a hybrid racket out of the, the thing, that would be the racket. Uh, I'm just amazed at what I could get out of that racket. Totally flew under the radar. Um, I could switch that racket in a heartbeat. And then Andrew alluded to something about the drill pattern. I noticed that the rectangles actually go from three to nine instead of lengthwise. And there's something about the launch angle and the way the ball coughs up off the string bed that is really familiar and it works for me. My slice stays low. I can still get a tight rotation brushing up the back of the ball. Uh, so that SX300 tour would be one of my favorites. And then uh, I got to say, you know, Chris and I, uh, talked about the 200 OS and how it reminded him of like an old radical twin tube racket. And uh, I definitely concur that racket. Again, you know, you're looking at a 104, 105 head size, 11 ounce strong weight. Uh, that racket's unusually stable. And another one like the uh, 107G or a Blade 10, uh, Blade 104, it makes tennis really easy and fun to play. Uh, so yeah, any of those rackets are top notch, but those are two that kind of stand out in my mind. Troy, what about you? Same yeah, thing? That, Ditto? What Mark was saying about the 200 OS, there's something really unique about that, like oversized head, big sweet spot, but still the thin beam and the ton of fill and control you get from like a player racket. So that's pretty cool. Um, and just my history with Dunlop rackets is one of the first like frames I kind of grew up playing or like grew into the game playing. I think Dunlop for me probably has the best or if not close to the best feel of any racket on the market. And maybe that's just my preference and feel, but the CX rackets feel amazing right up there with like the Phantoms. 
And I think like even their stiffer rackets or, you know, more modern rackets like the SX 300 tour, it gives you those performance benefits of like a pure aero tour, but with more feel, more comfort, better control, kind of mixing what he was saying, like with like a pro staff. So it's just the SX 300 tours, one of my favorite, but uh, if you're just a fan of like, classic silky smooth the the cx rackets the cx 200 tour 1820 or 1619 or the cx 200 those are just great feeling player frames and they all have uh relatively like manageable swing weight so they're good platform rackets rackets that can be customized really easy um something that andrew knows a whole lot about man doing a lot of customization <laughs> for for tita uh oh, for some time but uh yeah definitely some good feeling rackets um, and then just to go back to Andrew's story of the, uh, what is it? The oversized, what's it called? The LX one, the LX, the LX 1000, baby 1000. So <laughs> something about those oversized, easy to use rackets. So if you don't know Dingles, Dingles is a, you can be really effective if you turn into a human backboard because you only have half the court to cover and it's really hard to hit through people. Even for Michelle, as hard as she hits, it's hard to hit through people. So to hit through somebody, you're better off just hitting like a sharp angle up against the wall. Just make sure you watch out for the wall, Andrew. Uh, inside <laughs> joke. But, uh, but former playtester Sean Hollister used to uh, oh go, down and, go down and play dingles with the Yonex Astral 115. Also a very popular racket on the demo court. On the demo yes. court, on the Dingles court, because he could just turn into a human backboard. He's like, it's so easy. I can win every game with the Astral 115 in Dingles. <laughs> and I think he even took down the Gamma Bubba 137 a couple times, too, to play Dingles. So if you want to turn into a human backboard and use one of those oversized rackets and you only have half the court to cover, <laughs> that is the way to go, my man. He also would then employ his grunt. I, I remember having like these cross court battles with him and I was like, nope, I'm not missing. <laughs> right. Anyways. Uh <laughs> just imagine just imagine if like Jill Simone or like uh what's the uh, Manorino or something like that had like a 115 head size weighted up to like 12 ounces, man. They don't yeah. know what this is. <laughs> I love it. Okay, moving right along um, into other other companies that offer large head sizes. But these, okay, the companies that we haven't hit yet, I get very confused with their line of brackets. And I'm sure if I get confused, I'm sure a lot of people out on the demo court might also get confused. So let's talk about vocal. What are some of the standout rackets from vocal for you guys that you think are worth trying? The numbers, I've never been good with numbers. It's just very confusing for me. I, I know I like the eights and I like Vipro one. <laughs> yeah, so they are um, they are definitely unique how they, uh, they kind of lay out. You know, it can be a little difficult to figure them out because they kind of just number them. Uh, so unless you really look into it, the specs, you don't really know 100% what you're going to get. But uh, we just uh, got done with the V1 Pro. Uh, what was it? The vocal V cell V1 Pro, mm -hmm. uh, and I actually was pretty fond of that racket. The one I would say the one thing with vocal that kind of makes it a little bit tougher for me is the head size. Uh, again, kind of being that round head size, they're definitely kind of more of that traditional, uh, where it gets pretty thin up near the top of the head. So it's not my absolute favorite, um, but I did actually enjoy hitting with the V1 Pro quite a bit. As pretty unique racket because it has in the uh, throat of the racket, it's 23 millimeters, and then it thins down to 20 and three and nine, and then it goes back up to 23 again. Uh, so even though it was really high, I believe it was 70 uh, for the stiffness, it definitely did feel like that when I was playing with it. It was nice and comfortable. I know they have the, I believe they call it the Riva system as well within the butt cap to kind of absorb shock. So 
Uh, it, the V1 Pro just had pretty good control, but it was also really maneuverable, very low swing weight. Um, but the balance point, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere between, I, th- I think it was around five unstrung. So it was just kind of a unique racket experience. It's definitely one I would demo and try out. I didn't think I would like it at first. I thought it was going to be just a little too weird with how all the specs were laid out, but I ended up liking it a lot uh, when I would kind of shorten my swings and really rely on doing a lot of spin and wrist snap. I was actually getting a lot of winners and it was pretty, pretty easy for me to get that play test done pretty quick, which for me takes quite a bit as Michelle knows. Uh, she was <laughs> my first to do the play test with anyway. So I would check that one out. If you're a pure drive hitter, try out the V cell eight. Uh, that's going to be the, the pure drive style racket for vocal, but yeah, definitely V one pro. What do you guys think? I'll go back to the Dingles rackets. I mean, you got to talk about the power arm, the screen door size. You know, you got your uh, butterfly catcher. It's like a 115, 117. Uh, super comfortable, super powerful. I'd have to say that power arm racket is one of the most lively frames I've ever played with and, and very comfortable as well. Um, like Andrew said, they make a lot of unique frames. That definitely qualifies as a pretty unique frame. If you want something that looks a little more traditional but not far off, you can just start looking at the two. So those are pretty similar rackets. And I agree. It is uh, all at once when they number them one through 10, in some ways it makes it easier, but they kind of change the eight or the seven from time to time. So the old seven is not the new seven. So you're, you you kind of have to look through to know exactly what the changes are, but typically uh, one through three are going to be more power oriented, eight, nine, and 10 are the more advanced control oriented sticks and everything in between is more like the tweener frame. Uh, but, you know, going back to the power bridge 10 mid, that's probably one of our favorite frames here. Um, they don't really have a frame that mimics that right now. I know they have a 320 V cell. It's a little firmer. It's not as flexy, uh, but overall I'm going to say the V one pro is probably my favorite out of the bunch to play with. And if I'm not mistaken, did you like that one as well, Michelle, like the ego was like a kind of a surprise frame for you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was funny because like, uh, a bunch of play testers were around here were kind of saying they didn't like it. So I kind of went into it blind, expecting to hate it. But much like Andrew, it sounds like I, I had fun with it. And I really like the cosmetic. I, I know that's like the kind of camo, all of green. Yeah, yeah it, it looks, looks really, really cool. Sharp, so it was super fun. It kind of like that pro staff 61100 vibe. Yes, I would agree. Uh, and then you got to go with the heritage rackets. They're V1, uh, mid plus and the oversized. They don't really change for good reason. Those are effective, fun to swing frames. If you're looking for a little extended length, you know, 285 uh, frame with a 110 head, your oversized V1 is a real good option. And a 102 gives you a little extra sweet spot. You still got a 285 weight. Those are really good tweener frames. Uh, and maybe those fly a little under the radar. They should probably be uh, noticed a little bit more. Those are great feeling frames. Nice. Troy? Yeah, probably the one I recommend the most, what Mark was just talking about it, over the years has been the V1 mid plus. That is sort of like the heritage or like the original tweener racket. If you go back to like the V1 classic, like over 20 years ago, that was like the first thing that was a tweener, you know, between the oversize and the midsize and kind of coming in at that weight that's strung just under 11 ounces. So that's a super well-rounded, versatile frame. A lot of people have fell in love with the V1 MP over the years. Um, but besides that, I think we still have them on the website. If you're a super traditionalist, I know this is one of Chris Edwards uh rackets of choice back in the day but the the old school c10 pro is like you know your traditional you know very very classic player frame super thin beam super soft feel i mean if you have any sort of arm problems and you try that racket other than maybe it being a little too heavy 
uh, it's hard to say what will fix the the problem because that racket is just ultimate comfort. Uh, the, whether the frame flex or the dampening system in the handle, and it's uh, pretty spin friendly for a you know a traditional player frame with that open pattern. So, the C10 Pro is the way to go if you like a, a really classic feel. Um, I think that's just a great overall racket. There were, there was quite a bit of customers who would uh, want their C10s customized, and I would find ones that were just unstrung 15 points headlight all the time. And I just remember being like, man, I kind of wish I could take this out and hit with this one. But one time I was working out in the front and somebody brought in a C10 Pro that they had extended themselves. It was 29 inches. It weighed 400 grams and the swing weight, swing weight, 400. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. You people like, are crazy out there. <laughs> You guys was are that, awesome. Was that like yeah. a Robin Soderling racket or something like that? <laughs> I don't even know. He brought it in. He was like, check this thing out. And I was like, can I please just take this and, and go measure everything out for you real quick? He was like, yeah, wow. man. He was a really cool guy. Um, but yeah, that was like one of my most unique experiences out in the retail face-to-face was got, getting to see that racket. It was pretty cool. Was he physically like a really big, big person? Yeah. I mean, he looked like he could crush the ball. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, if his swing weight's at 400, I hope so. If you hear this, let us know. I, yeah, I would love to yeah. hear more about that racket. Let, right? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though. Um, podcast at tennis-warehouse.com. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, there's one more brand that we haven't hit or talked about. Hit? I don't know. That, too. Um, I feel, feel like they are very popular on the demo court as well because people often hear about them, but they've never tried them. So this is an opportunity to try one of the most arm-friendly brands on the market, Pro Kenex. You guys got the Kenex. The- <laughs> yeah, the Kenex. Um, another brand that, um, yes, I am uh, play the blonde part very well, but I get a little confused with the rackets, the numbering. Now we've got the colors. Okay, great. But it's hard for me <laughs> to distinguish what's what. So tell me what you guys, what stands out for you? Yeah, so I got a special place in my heart for the uh, good old KI Black Ace Pro. Uh, very first play test. Um, so that one's, that one's definitely got a, a soft spot. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a fun racket for me. Um, and I, I'll be honest with you. I've never really hit with much pro connects, uh, except for my play test with that. So that's really the only one I could really go in and, and talk about. Uh, but I had a great time with it. It was definitely super soft and super, super comfortable. So anybody thinking that that pro connects technology, and yes, if you do shake it, you will hear, uh, you will hear it. It does have those granules in there, but um, don't let that kind of throw you away from the brand. It it didn't mess with the playability at all. Uh, check out the Black Ace Pro if you're wanting some good control. Uh, and then we'll hear from the other guys for the other ones because I haven't messed with them too much. Well, ProKinix definitely has some long names for the frames and there's a lot of similarities. Uh, I have learned over the years that most of their 98s are paired with 1619 patterns and most of their hundies are paired with a 1620. Uh, so if you go back to their 5G, 7G uh, classic frames, to me, you know, I want to compare them with Prestige's but, or Dunlop 200s, but those frames are pretty similar. I really like them a lot. So if you're looking for that 310, 315 um, frame weight range, you know, something really comfortable, even without the technologies, which I agree uh, with Andrew, the silica beads definitely sponge up vibration nicely. Um, and I also like the black ace pro. I've got a special place in my heart too. Maybe it has to do with, I was on the play test with you, but I really like that racket. It's a 305 gram frame weight. 
Um, it's really uh, comfortable and flexy without being a noodle. And I noticed just looking straight on at the frame itself, not the profile of the beam, it was very thin looking at it face on. So it had a, a thin cross section, but all the way around, it just had this very forgiving, uh, flexible feel still had great control of the ball but overall um, the 315s and the 325s um, the ki pro tour 315 or the 325 those are always been um, fun to swing frames and i can definitely notice like andrew said you can hear the shake 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 i would even go so far as to say when you finish your shot you can actually feel the beads pin themselves up against the tip of the frame almost pulling the frame towards the target. That may be a slight exaggeration, but it is something that I kind of denote when I'm playing. I, I know uh, that's another technology that I can feel. You know, I don't, uh, it doesn't escape me. I definitely can feel it. Nice. Talk about the Kinex. Um, but yeah, probably my favorites over the years have been in the, what I think now with the long name is the KIQ plus tour racket. So the, the most current ones are the green ones the green cosmetic, but uh, I really like the Seppi racket, which is like the 325 or 1820 string pattern, kind of like their take on a prestige mid plus, which I think, you know, that's kind of what Seppi used to use. And then when he came into pro Ken X, he switched to the 325 kind of like their prestige clone and then really like the 315 version. Cause it's got the more open string pattern. I think the last one we play tested, um, I was on that review with the 1619 315 unstrung spec and that racket's really, really nice. Kind of plays like one of the rackets that you really like, Michelle, the uh, current prestige pro. Yes. Well, I'll have to revisit that racket. I I'm sorry, pro Kenics, please stop putting pluses in rackets that are not extended, please. <laughs> Oh no, they, they use the X for the that. X, exactly. Yeah, or I'm, just, I'm just saying, like I get so cute. Thank goodness for the racket experts because it's a sideways I'm, plus. You know, I'm constantly course. like, you guys, I don't yeah. Anyways. And then just real quick, another uh pro Kinex that kind of I mentioned in a previous podcast, but kind of flies under the radar. And I don't know the exact name, I just know it's a 305 weight. I think it's listed at 305, but it's their it's basically like Pro X's clone of the Pure Drive, or oh. actually, actually, it could be vice versa. I think it's called the yeah. Ki Ten, Ki Ten, Ki Ten. Yeah, the Ki Ten racket. And what I've heard is that way, way, way back, many, many years ago, is that Pro X actually sold Babolat the mold for the Pure Drive. So it could be the Pure Drive before it was a Pure Drive, and it's more comfortable because it has the kinetic technology. So. Definitely one you should try if you like a pure drive, but want more arm comfort. I did not know this. That is good information. Hey, and you know, the story might be a little off, but that's, that's what I heard. <laughs> At least that's what I heard from people that worked here many years ago. So that's what I heard from the other person who heard from anyways. That's how, yes. I'm not sure if there's going to be Lacoste rackets out there, but there might be. Try it out. I just wanted you guys to give the listeners a little info on what the string setups, what they can expect as far as string setups. I think normally, you know, the vendors have their strings in there. There's usually poly and multi, but Troy, you even alluded to having to restring rackets. So what can they expect as far as string setups? Um, it's it's kind of like our demo program. The... I'd say most of the the player rackets or the heavier spec control frames usually have full poly. Some of them you can, they have two options. They have like a poly and a multi or every now and then they'll have like a poly and a hybrid. Um, that's typically 
what what we've seen over the years it it is somewhat up to the vendor because a lot of these demos are being brought out by the vendors themselves so you will see uh you know the vendor say it's a, a wilson racket uh you're going to see wilson strings in there or luxalon strings if it's a head racket you're going to see head strings in there but uh yeah and i'd say most of the game improvement rackets most of the tweeners for the most part probably going to have uh more like a multi-filament in there if they're a lighter weight frame so kind of similar how, how we base it on our demo program but you will see um like branded strings in each uh for the brand categories of the rackets and every now and then yeah they mix it up some of them will do hybrids every now and then um but you know for your heavier spec rackets it's usually mostly poly or the choice of poly or a multi and then this question we get a lot as well and troy maybe you can answer it uh because i haven't been there for this yet um but with the demo program poly is always two pounds below middle tension and then multi is always two pounds above did we do that the same as well as far as I know, yes, they, they stick to a similar type of rule of thumb, but we're not actually stringing them a lot of times. It's they come strung from each vendor. But yes, if we if one of them snaps, which happens frequently, then we will restring in-house. So like say RF97 pops a string and uh, we restring it, Wilson will usually give us a real a poly string, say, hey, here's some alu power. We'll string it uh, to a couple pounds below the mid. But one thing that we and Mark notice over the years, uh, especially when it's really, really hot out in the, de the desert sun, is those polyesters turn to, to gummy worms pretty fast sometimes. So you string it at 55 pounds, and the next day it might feel like it's 45. So we try to keep them as fresh as possible. Awesome. And then just to round out this conversation, what do you suggest is like the best strategy for someone? I mean, like I've talked to several people already who are like, are you guys going to have a demo court? I'm so excited. I can't wait to try X, Y, Z, but like, let's be real. There's a lot of people that want to try a lot of rackets and it's one court. There's a ball machine. Is there a strategy that you recommend as you go into the demo court at BMP? You can always bribe us. <laughs> They're a little quicker. Uh, overall, be nice first of all too <laughs> there's not a huge weight you know you can uh for anyone waiting in that area i would say no more than five to ten minutes and that at least gives you the option to ask us some questions we can get some feedback both ways find rackets that you might want to test out so it really is not an excessive amount of time it's just about the amount of time you need to figure out what it is that you want to play with and if you're out there with somebody else you know we've usually got a ball machine with two uh two line drills everyone's hitting several balls rotating through that way that's what i can pretty much say about that you have anything to add on that troy no i mean realistically you're only going to get so much time i mean unless you know you dedicate some some people might be out there you know half the day the whole day just going through the lines if, you, if that's something you're really interested in and getting as much time as you can with the racket but i would try to narrow it down to a few rackets a day or a few rackets you know a session so that maybe if you go through the, the the circuit or the line a couple times, you can kind of get a feel for it. Every now and then we'll get customers out there who grab like 10, 15 rackets off the peg and only get to hit with half of them or, you know, each one maybe once. So it's like. Or you have the person that does this. One racket in each hand. Oh, in each hand. I've seen that. We've seen that. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to see this. You guys, <laughs> I, I'm calling you out, all of you people. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it. Um, also, like, yeah, you guys also listening that um, are there. And everyone is always, you know, there's um, the majority of people are very kind. But, like, 
the nicer you are, like the better experience it is for everyone. So like, let's all just be kind. I feel like there's not enough kindness right now. So as you're waiting, just realize like you'll get a turn. We're going to do our best to keep you happy and educate you and help you find obviously the racket that suits your game best. So like, yeah. And it's such a cool experience. Anything else? Like what else? Andrew, do you have any questions? (laughs) No, not really. I mean, I would just say, you know, if you kind of know what your specs are and and you're kind of tuned in, you know, try the different brands and maybe try something you haven't tried before, see what you like. Um, And then if you don't really know your specs and you kind of just at least know your skill level, feel free to ask us and, you know, we can definitely make some recommendations. I mean, we uh, we've done this for quite a while now, so we like to think or I like to think at least that I somewhat know what I'm talking about. But yeah, just feel free to ask that. that, I guess the worst thing you could do is not really know what you want and then just pick something up, have a bad experience. So definitely, you know, utilize your resources and get the info from us. Can I mention uh, something else about the weather? Yes. Uh, Troy did say that once it gets hot, it does melt monofilaments pretty much. And every year we're typically down there in March when the temperature starts to hike up into the eighties and nineties. I'm really looking forward to, uh, I know you're a Palm Springs girl. I'm really looking forward to this fall weather. From what I understand, it's a little drier. Um, it's cooler. The ball is going to bounce a little bit different. So I'm guessing that maybe those monofilament demos are going to last a little bit longer. Um, it's just going to be, from what I understand, a, a really nice climate down there. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Troy and I have been holding our breath since last March 4th for this. <laughs> and I'm turning blue. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to getting down there, showing everyone a good time. The whole venue is a great place. We'll try and make it one of the more fun for anyone that steps out of that court for sure. Nice. Well, cool. Thanks you guys for joining and to everyone listening, that's going to be out there. We're going to try to put this out, um, probably the week that BMP starts. So, uh, it was super fun to be able to engage with some people when we were in San Jose. So feel free to comment and let us know if you're going to be out there. If you have specific questions, you already, you know, are interested in us answering or any rackets that you're interested in demoing, leave them in the comments below, because we always have fun chatting about this kind of stuff. And, uh, any other, anything else to add before we, we wrap it up? Yeah, I'll just pretend, I'll just pretend like I'm on the microphone on the court. So <laughs> as soon as you're done hitting the balls, if you don't mind, please help pick them up, put them back inside the ball machine and please enjoy your stay at the BNP Perry ball. <laughs> Please exit to the right. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. Thanks, you guys, for joining. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you at the MP. Good to see you, Andrew. Have a good one. Yeah, you guys too. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode and until next time, happy hitting.